I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. back to Canto by Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today as always is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hi Brittany. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Uh, I was doing fine but then before we started recording I forgot to count so I don't think I'm doing too good. Look sometimes you just don't remember numbers. It's fine. And sometimes go goes before or after one. I don't know. Yeah. Look, I mean, how are you supposed to keep that straight? It's very complicated. Yeah, because sometimes you might think, okay, go goes first because go is two letters and one is three letters. So you think, okay, like the one with the last amount of letters goes first and especially Mm -hmm. go. And then one, you know, it's like when you're doing something on like the computer and then like the underline is above everything else and like underline is such like a big word versus like one or two it just underline is that's it that's that's number one should we be doing a podcast right now i mean are you gonna be okay (laughs) we gotta get through this we'll we'll get through this it it might be the worst episode of any podcast but i am i'm willing to take that sacrifice oh fuck how has your week been you know it was fine um let's see last uh on friday i saw the batman we're probably gonna talk we'll talk about the batman we should probably talk about the batman at the end so we can talk about spoilers for the batman and people can turn off the episode if they have not seen the batman I mean, they can just turn off now because this is going to be a shit show with me. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I really like the Batman. Uh, we'll put a pin in that. Um, otherwise, I made some bread. I bought a bunch of things to put on bread. It was tasty. Um, I took a nap. That was nice. I built some more of my Lego globe. That was fun. That's a cool build. I don't know. I've not. I've not been doing a lot. That's good. How about you? Yeah, I. We saw the Batman on Thursday. Then I saw the Batman again on Saturday. And. I also napped. I've been getting bad headaches again, so that's annoying. Um. 
what else did I do? I forgot. Um, we got to hang out with Carlos's family. We surprised his dad for his birthday with Paul McCartney tickets. So that was fun. Araj made like a cute little video for him. And then we had to tell him, even though it said in the video that he was going to Paul McCartney because like he couldn't believe it, which was adorable. <laughs> That's very cute. I still don't think that he believes it. And I've assigned myself to get a Beatles or a Paul McCartney t-shirt for him. So I can't wait. Um, I brought up the idea that maybe we should all wear matching t-shirts, but then I remembered, oh yeah, that's a white person thing. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Carlos's mom was like, oh, like, do you not like that? I'm like, no, I fucking love it. (laughs) I love matching t-shirts. Like, I think it's like, I think it's stupid, but I love it so much. Like, especially if you go to, like, a theme park or something and everyone has, like, the family, like, t-shirts. Like, I think it's so stupid, but I love it. You're such a soccer mom. I hate it. But I'm, like, I hate soccer. So, like, it, <laughs> it's all connected. Oh, last time we recorded, had I had my um, Krennic poster arrived, the art print that I got? I know I had bought it, but I don't think it had arrived yet. But no. it arrived now. Oh. It looks beautiful. I saw pictures. Oh my god. It's so I love it very much, but also I feel like what it looks kind of like in terms of just cuz you know he's in like the the imperial uniform and stuff is the vibe that I get get off of it is like in in Soviet Russia where when like Stalin like everybody had to have a picture of Stalin up. You, like that's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> it feels like the regal picture of the, you know, the military leader and that makes me laugh. Well, he's a good military leader. Like, Ben <laughs> Mendelsohn can do all. I love him very much. I really want to see Cyrano, but also I don't want to go to a theater again. So. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. I know. When I went to go see The Batman the first time, I was, like, packed in, like, a bunch of sardines in a the movie theater. Then we had, like, that one movie theater guy that, like, always likes to laugh and clap and likes for everyone to know that, like, hey, I'm in the theater and I'm here and I'm laughing and I'm having a good time. And, like, I respect that so much, but not in a dark and gritty film like Batman, the Batman. So I would have liked if, you know, it was a little quieter. But my experience at the next time I saw the movie was nicer because there was less people and they had like the nice chairs where like you could put on the ass heater and like you can like move it back a little bit. Like you can win me over with an ass heater. Like I love to be like warm. You love your ass to be warm? Yeah. Okay. I I don't know. Like I would I would like a heated seat in a car, but I think in a movie theater I would get sleepy. Yeah, I I did get a little sleepy, but it was, like, way past, like, my bedtime because it was around – the movie started, like, 9 and ended at, like, midnight, and usually I'm in oh, bed. Yeah. No. yeah, 9 is too late. Yeah, because it was funny um, yeah, because, you know, uh, Araja texted us being like, hey, we're going to go see the movie again. Want to go? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And it didn't hit me until I sat down before the movie started that this was a three-hour-long movie and it started at 9 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't truck with that. No, no, no. I went to a six thirty showing, and then I came home and went to bed. <laughs> That's the dream. I know. We saw it at like seven oh five the first time, so we got home at like ten. I had to work the next day, and I was tired. But then, like, I don't know. Like, we were like Carlos and I were like digging around, and all of a sudden, like, there were some like cookies in the oven, and we had cookies. Like, 
just shit happens, you know, like that. Just, you know, one thing yeah, leads to another. And... Sometimes there's suddenly cookies. Yeah. I approve of a world where there's suddenly cookies. I guess suddenly had cookies today. I go, I check the mail at work and there's a package for me and I open up the package and it's two packages of caramel Tim Tams. No idea who sent them to me, but somebody sent me Tim Tams. Thank you to whoever that person is. There's no name. Because it was sent like through another company, you know, but there wasn't like a, a name inside or even like an invoice or anything. Could it be Ben? <laughs> you think it was Ben Mendelson? It I'm going to be, be slightly like, concerned at how, how, at how he got my address, but. we He has friends, you know, who have friends, who have friends. And maybe he just wanted to send you something nice because he knows that's that, true. you know, the way in your heart is Tim Tams. I mean, that's not wrong. Yeah. Also, the way to my heart is just being Ben Mendelssohn, so I don't think he has to worry about it too much. And you never know. You get overthink. <laughs> it's weird that I know people who know him. That's my favorite part is that like Emily is like friends with all these celebrities who like know each other. So like Emily is a celebrity. Yeah. Emily's like my celebrity. Like I know that we were joking like that, you know, she and Gossip Girl actress Emily Lind, like, you know, like I don't think it's a coincidence that they're both named Emily Lind. Like I I think it's a coincidence, you know, that they're both famous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, very famous. And that's why Ben Mendelsohn sends me cookies. What a dream. <laughs> so what else is going on? Uh, oh, they announced today that celebration tickets are going to be going back on sale. And they put out, you know, like there's going to be a vaccine requirement and a mask thing. We'll see if they actually police that at all. Look, I got to admit, I... <sighs> I'm not in a place where I want to I want to talk about Star Wars or Disney or anything to do with them because fuck them entirely. Um, That's fine. We're recording this on Monday, and that is the day that the corporate email that Bob Chapek sent out being like, we're not going to comment on the don't say gay Florida bill. After, of course, they've gotten a lot of pressure because they gave a ton of money to every sponsor of that bill. And uh, his his statement was, you know, oh, we're we're not going to make a statement. Our our you know our our best way to 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 fight this is uh, the inclusivity and diversity of our storytelling. Which um, I mean, first of all, what inclusivity and diversity in storytelling? Also, they've exerted political pressure on shit like this before and have shown that it can work. But I don't know. I mean, look, I'm I'm not going to say that I think. Bob Shapek should die choking on his own bile. But if somebody, you know, brought forward legislation that Bob Shapek should die choking on his own bile, I wouldn't put out a statement, you know, condemning that. I would just expect to, you know, show our support to Bob Shapek through the storytelling and inclusivity of our podcast. Because that's apparently what you do. It's just very wrong that he didn't say anything, you know, big CEO of this corporate, I don't know, like the head of fucking Disney right now doesn't have the fucking balls to say that, you know, humans, oh, no. people deserve rights. People deserve. I, I, I think he just doesn't believe it. I think he supports it. Like if you are make, cause say, sending out a thing saying you're not going to make a statement is making a statement. So fuck that guy forever. 
again, I don't think he should die choking his own bile. I would never say that about another person, especially not on a public podcast. I'm just saying, if he did, that would just be a thing that happened. I, at first, you know, seeing everyone's, you know, messages, especially during COVID about Bob Trebek and saying that, you know, he should... We want Bobby High back. And I was thinking, ah, here we go. This bandwagon bullshit. And then um, I read a statement today and I'm thinking. We want Bobby High back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it didn't take today. I had a feeling. I've seen some articles about how he, you know, refuses to, you know, talk about his political stance or anything, which is a big red flag to me. And yeah. that means that he fully supports um, what he is refusing to talk about. So I think that's insulting. I think that's offensive. And that really brings me comfort knowing that, you know, the past two years I haven't been going to the Disney parks due to, um, you know, problems with the parks and problems with the heads of the parks. And it brings me comfort to know that, you know, I made the right decision because I would have felt bad going to the parks under Bob Chapek's um superiority i'm i'm really glad i don't have a ticket to star wars night during celebration i mean look i'm going to celebration so there's some issues right there i can't deny that but you know i'm glad it's at least limited in its scope of what i am doing yeah I, I agree. I think there's a lot of problems like with celebration. I think it's nice that you have to be fully vaccinated to go because that's that's how things should be, yo. But um, yeah, hopefully people, you know, mandate it and watch out for people without wearing masks, all that stuff. We try to say safe, 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 but uh, I don't know. And as, as the dates get closer, it's crazy to know that uh, happening soon and that this is going to be an event and then knowing that d23 is going to happen next and trying to see like what they're going to do if they're going to try to mirror celebration since they're both at the same place uh we'll see uh, conventions are you know slowly coming back and you know trying to figure out protocol or the right things to do and the wrong things to do like might stupidly be hard for some people because all i have to do is just wear a mask stay six feet apart from people get vaccinated and for some reason it's really hard for some people to do i don't know why yeah. though like maybe we should like i don't know like a psa like stay away from people you know cover your mouth when you cough put on a mask like do you think that I mean, like yeah i mean they did that a lot of those i think the solution is if anybody gets close to you and they're not wearing a mask you should be able to kick them in the crotch it is effective no matter what your genitals are. It hurts to get kicked in the crotch. So I think that I think that should be the socially acceptable thing. If somebody comes close to you and they're not wearing a mask, you just kick them. I like that. That is the Cantifite approved method of dealing with anti-mask and anti-vax people. Yeah, but that's possibly the beautiful part about going to celebration is that we possibly don't have to deal with those people. But there might be some really weird people that might try to like fake the documents because I hear that oh, like, happens. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it does. And also, I mean, it's, yeah, obviously you can't fake wearing a mask, but I think people will try to get away with not wearing a mask, and I hope they actually police it. But if it's anything like their policing of anything else during celebration, then I think it's going to be a problem. Yeah. So I, I just can't wait to see everyone. I can't wait to see everyone's masks. I feel like I need to go to, like, Etsy and get some, like, cute masks. I'm not sure if yeah, I want to get Star but, Wars masks. But, but but the whole thing is now that they're saying cloth masks, no, not so good. Oh, that's, that's right. Everybody, like, I wish I wish cloth masks were better because they were much more comfortable than the KN95s I have. But got to keep with the science. I mean, I guess yeah. I, I guess if you're double masking, then you can do a cute Star Wars mask over it. Yeah, I'll probably double mask. Who knows? I'm always going to double mask on the plane. Like airports in Vegas, I think are double masking situations. <laughs> I feel like uh, Vegas. Wow, I I wonder where uh, where Emily got Vegas from. I have no idea what Emily is talking about. Oh yeah, because you're. Oh yeah, I thought that you were just talking shit to me, but you're actually going to Vegas too. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm I'm meeting up at Vegas, and then we're driving to celebration. That's so funny. I thought you were just you're like, oh, Brittany's going to Vegas. I was like, I know. I, no, I, I, Emily's yeah, going yeah. to Vegas. I was poking I know. myself well, there. Oh, wow. I thought you were poking me, but I guess we just no. poked each other. You know, it's, you know, the pokey <laughs> thing has like both sides, you know, like the toothpicks, like we just toothpicked each other. Um, that's something I'm not going to look up in Urban Dictionary. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to Vegas too on Thursday, like, you know, in a, in a, in a, like a multiverse world, like we're going to be in Las Vegas together. Okay. I mean, I guess in, yeah all right anyway so um oh celebration so a friend of the show reached out to me today to see if i would maybe be willing to uh be writing some fan fiction that might be performed at a celebration so i know like i I look like i've been very obvious of just assuming that was gonna happen but now it is officially gonna happen i am i'm gonna write erotic fan fiction I would say due to timing, it is probably going to be Obi-Wan. If I can write Obi-Wan, which I'm not sure that I can. But that would make the most sense with the show coming out at the same time and everything. Well, if you need help, let me know because I'd fuck him. (laughs) Okay, that's helpful. I mean, a lot of people would. Yeah, but I mean, not a lot of people are me and have like my weird, you know, descriptions, thoughts. I um, I would say between the two of us, <laughs> I might have you be on the sexual awareness scale. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that was true because I'm I'm probably like vanilla as fuck compared to you. Vanilla. No, not at all. Like a vanilla ice cream is good, but also like pistachio nut caramel cream, whatever thinking of flavors is also good too. Because like it's a lot of flavors, it's a lot of things in your mouth. Like there's just like so much going on. I do like having a lot of things in my mouth. That's great. I have a small mouth, so I can't do that. Um <laughs> So yeah, I I am so excited for you. 
I, I, I am so excited for you for having to write fan fiction for a friend of ours. Yeah. I, here, here's the thing that I do not, I don't, I don't think people understand is just how much I hate actually writing it. It is painful. I get super embarrassed. I'll write like two sentences and then I have to go hide under a blanket because it's just like awful. No. And it's very bad. I get ashamed of myself. No, it's okay. Like maybe like you'll feel better if I'm up there reading it. Maybe like I <laughs> maybe I could read. Like I'll I'll practice reading. Like maybe I could read. <laughs> how's your how's your you McGregor impression? Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. No, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Brittany. Yeah. You had an idea that maybe you don't even remember because of your COVID brain. And no, just I, your, I remember. Just your Brittany brain. So we are part of the Amadala Initiative, and that is on Twitter at Amadala Helps, and that is raising money for Equality Texas to fight their horrific anti-trans legislation. Um, there's a GoFundMe that's going on. We've linked to a bunch of times. You can find it on our Twitter. Brittany, your idea. So I was on a walk the other day and something just just hit me. Um, and you were texting me about, you saw the marshmallow man. I don't know why, like, that got me thinking about, like, you know, I was thinking, you know, the Amadella Initiative and something we can do, something that would be fun. And I thought that it would be a great idea for um, for every person that sends us a receipt of donating to the Amadala Initiative on GoFundMe, um, I will read an entry of the diary that I wrote from eighth grade to my senior year. I love this idea. I love it a lot. Uh, now, you can feel free to, to nix this. I would think we can we can accept people who've already donated. Yes. That's fine. I think like maybe like $5 minimum. I think $5 minimum because there's like, yeah, I think $5 minimum. You'll read an entry. Yeah, exactly. And like, for instance, Emily, have you donated? I have. Oh. I'll, I'll send in, I'll send in. Okay. Yeah. I'll send in the receipt uh, and you can send it either. You c- you know, just take a sh- screenshot. Obviously you don't have to, you know, have your personal details in it. Just take a screenshot, send it to us. Uh, you can either email us cantobitepod at gmail.com or you can DM us at cantobitepod. Our DM should be open. Yeah, and I don't think that anyone should worry about like running out of, you know, entries because there's many entries and then there's like trailer entries <laughs> where I because everything's in chapters and everything's in chapters and then there's a summary of that chapter. So there's a lot that is going into this and there's a lot there. So I don't want anyone to worry about running out of entries. Oh, you're an insane person. Yeah, I, you I should have, read some of the shit. I've never heard of anybody writing a diary like that. That's insane. Is it in different colored pens? No, it's it's oh. all uh it's oh, all it's on typed. Here. It's oh, typed. Fuck. Oh, that's kind of a dis- that's a little bit disappointing. I was hoping like it would be like pink underlines 
No, but it's pretty fucking dramatic. Like, I, okay, so I start off with a quote from the entry, and then the name of the entry and the date. And then it's like a, it's like a couple, it's up to, you know, some of them are like, that most like 10 sentences and I have a couple that like are like a whole page but like those are like where the juicy stuff happens like is there like a good a good like chapter title or, or pull quote that you can give us just to just to add a little you know excitement into the donations for this yeah yeah, yeah. okay let me let me find um <laughs> Oh man, I don't know if I can get away with reading this one on um on the podcast, but okay. Um so one of them is um It's very strange for your old best friend's dad wishing that you will have a good sex life. Okay, I'm sold. I will say this. This is where I feel like I wish we had some like famous friends, like not my fake you know, friends like my best yeah. friend Chuck Wendig, but like mm-hmm. actually famous friends. Because if we could get dramatic readings of this, I think we would make one billion dollars. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna have to cut a lot out. Um, there's only one name that I would have to like replace. Okay. Um, but yeah, like this is all. Yeah, I've, I've thought about this, and I think this is a good idea. Okay. I I wonder if you could get like Johnny Grasso to record some of these for us. Maybe. Yeah, I I think that we maybe should reach out to him for this. Um, but yeah, uh, I was pretty dramatic. I mean, eighth grade to, you know, my senior year of high school, a lot went on in my life. I mean, obviously, like this is like over like 100 pages of stuff. Like this is my, this is the reason why I am the way I am today. Okay. So this is what, this is what ages again? Uh, 14 to 17. Okay. I'm going to tweet about this right now. Okay. I, I was so pleased when you, when you, like, it was right before I was seeing the Batman. So I'm like, I need to turn off my phone, but we're going to talk about this later because I think it's brilliant. And I was really worried at first because I'm thinking like, you know, man, like this kind of dumb, like reading your diary, but like. It's so dramatic. Like, I I don't know. Like, and I'm reading about boy, or I'm talking about boys. Um, yeah. Like, one of them is like, here, I'll, I'll read like a couple sentences from one. Um, I am wrong. I am not ready to say goodbye. I love him too much to say goodbye. I am obsessed about him. I can't control it. I am heartbroken more and more every day because he came into my life and now he is gone. <laughs> I mean, just exceptional. How old were you with that during that entry? I was 14. I was in love, Emily. I was in love. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I, I mean, bravo for you to be willing to do that. I didn't, I, I very rarely kept a diary. I always liked the idea of keeping a diary. And then I would write it for about two days and be like, fuck this, my life is boring. I don't have anything to say. 
Yeah. But yeah, I, I think this would be a fun journey um, that no one has signed up for. So I think it'll be fun. <clears throat> Actually, 13 through 17. Okay. Because I started it in March of 2009 and finished it roughly, I think, like, 2012. Because, like, I got busy with, like, my senior year of high school. You know, like, senior shit. And uh, it turned – the entry started turning into bullet points. And I think that's when I decided. Um, yeah. Wowza. Yeah, it's pretty intense. What else do we have to talk about? Should we just talk about the Batman? We want to read email first and then get to the Batman? Okay, yes. You should read the email. All right. Let me practice my reading skills for your friend here. Um, here, let me, let me clear my throat. Because all of a sudden, sometimes my voice just decides to uh, disappear. Thank you. All right. Hi, Canto Biters. I'm writing this before seeing episode seven of The Book of Boba. Regarding episodes five and six. <laughs> Side note. I'm sorry it took us so long to read this. We are terrible at podcasting. And my memory's shit. So forgive. This is all my fault. Um, or as I prefer to call them, the rip out sealed section of The Book of Boba. But before I get into my take on that, a side note from episode 217 of the Timmy Oliphant Sweet Ass Podcast. Thank you. When you mentioned all the different Steel Saunders accounts on Twitter, I saw it as a kind of a Saunderverse where each of these accounts exists in their own timeline, but thanks to Doctor Strange doing something, they must all <laughs> battle together. I don't know. I haven't seen the new Spider-Man movie yet. All I know is that one of the steals is played by Andrew Garfield, who was really secretive about it. <laughs> there's so many different, like, Steel Saunders. Like, there's, like, Australian Steel Saunders. You know, there's, you know, coming to, uh, <laughs> coming to Hollywood Steel Saunders. You know, there's Star Wars Steel Saunders. There's I Love Green Guide Steel Saunders. Um, there's, you know, Ryder Steel Saunders. Uh, there's uh, Morning News, Star Wars, uh, Steel Saunders. Like, just imagining them all together in one room That's is really interesting because there's just so many different shirts, many different pants, um, different, you know, shoes. Like, <laughs> there's just so much because, like, it's that's just a lot of steals like do you think that we could get them all together and say hey you guys like like a sympathy like no sympathy i think it i think it might be like a time cap situation where the different versions of steel saunders like touch each other then the, they like the universe explodes it's amazing it's amazing all right let me get back to the email before i die of laughter anyways on with my rewrite episodes five and six. This is all combined. It's basically a double episode. We open with Mando butchering all the butchers. That is unchanged, up to the point of him getting to the Quant Quanta's intergalactic fight. When the droid refuses his weapons, Fennec Shan shows up, offering him a lift, and says she has a job for him, if he is interested. 
Mando meets with Boba and agrees to do the job, but says he has to get on a ship first because he wanted to go visit Grogu. Boba asks how the little tracker is, or little tacker is. Fuck. Mando is sad. Boba says he can take any ship he likes from the garage out back, left behind Jabba's time, if it helps. Mando selects a suitable ship, but it needs work. Or so he says he will take it up to his 70s perm Andy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris, fuck. <laughs> Boba asks him if he can round up any more help while he is at it. I have failed my reading test. Cut to the Cobb Banth scenes. <laughs> then Mando with the 70s perm Amy Sedaris, who also asks about Grogu and tells Mando to leave the ship with her as she will fizzle the sizzle out of it and returns to Boba's palace. Scene of the Pikes doing deals with those who said they would stay out of the fight, setting up a double cross. Back to Cobb Vamp, discussing if Freetown should get involved. Then he has his gun in battle and is left for dead. Scene of Boba with the assembled, planning what to do if uh, do in T Pike battle. And he says he has Cobb Vamp and that he is working on more from Freetown. Totally failing this reading test. Scenes of the Pikes giving the order to start the war now that their final piece is in place, showing an entire army there, let's say spiced up former stormtroopers. The explosion scenes we saw happening happen, and the world gets back to Boba, and the war has started. End of episodes. No need for any Grogu. We have the setup that Mando will go visit him once his ship is ready. In the meantime, time to kick some ass. We know the war is going to be bigger, and we know the Cobb Vanth is down for the count, so it probably won't make it. All that other Luke shit and the battle in the Darksaber and crap can happen the first two episodes of Mando season, uh, Mando 3, Tatooine Drift. <laughs> okay, with all that said, it's about seven hours until Boba is released here. So let's see what happens there. Uru Rebecca. So now, like a month after it has happened, we're getting to your email. But no, I actually, no, I agree with that. That's what I've been saying. Like, bring him in, Mando is fine. But all the other stuff should be happening on Mando. Yeah, I I really didn't like all of the we're here with Ahsoka and Luke and Grogu. Like I I didn't care for this family no. reunion. Like, like this set, family yeah. reunion could go to hell. Yeah, like set up that he's going to go after Grogu. That's fine. You can have all of that in here, but just have it happen after the battle. And I will give up the adorable adorable scene of the little baby Yoda putting the little baby Rancor to sleep. In exchange for not having to deal with any of the Luke bullshit. Also, that way, I don't have to hate Luke. For being a terrible person and also a bad babysitter who sets a little cute toddler alone in a starship across fucking systems. With only a droid. Yes, I think that episode that Rebecca created would have been way better than what we were yeah. given. And actually, because, yeah, um, it would have been it would have been the story that we had already been telling, and not a completely different story that they just shoved in there with a giant shoehorn of badness. I just bringing in the Mandalorian was fine, but it just really defeated the purpose of like Boba Fett having his own show. Like it just it. It defeated the purpose of a one character show or a show about a character because then you're thinking about someone else. And it's like, I'm here for Tamora and 
Star Wars wasn't there for Tamora, he, and that was a bummer. He just Mando needed to be a supporting character in Boba Fett mm-hmm. if he's going to be in there. But anyway, we've talked about that enough. Thank you, Rebecca. Um, Rebecca's also, I know, made a donation, so we're, we'll read an act three. We'll make sure that her she sent us a, her receipt already, so that'll be next week. We'll start reading entries, but um, because we want Brittany to to choose the juiciest ones to start with. We're going to talk about the Batman, not a ton, because we were already like gone for forty minutes, and we're not, you know, we're not at the Batman podcast. Although I really fucking like the Batman, so now we're going to spoil for the Batman. So if you have not seen the Batman yet, or you're waiting for it to be on HBO Max or whatever, then go away. We love you, but go away so you don't get spoiled for the Batman. Brittany, you saw the Batman twice, so I assumed that you liked the Batman. Yeah, I want to fuck the Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I like Robert Pattinson. I've never really been, like, attracted to him before. Because he's always had that kind of pretty boy thing. Like, even in his, like, rougher movies, he's always very pretty. But no, I'm totally into him in this movie. I I loved him in this. I loved that he was the emotional, emotionally damaged going through a lot of shit Bruce Wayne but also very privileged Bruce Wayne and he saw that shit too and was like oh fuck yeah I mean okay a couple things first of all very glad we didn't actually have to see his parents die again so so bored of seeing that scene never want to see it like I never want to see Uncle Ben die again and I never want to see the Waynes die again we see like a little teeny like snippet of like a newspaper headline but everybody knows they're dead we all know he's Batman it's fine we don't need the origins of Batman again. But I also really like that this is within this three-hour three, three hour movie, and, and I'm normally somebody who's very much against that runtime. I think besides a couple of parts that dragged a little bit for me, I think it's it's well-paced and well-done. But also you get this whole arc here, which is he learns that it's not enough to hurt the bad guys you also have to help people who need help that being vengeance isn't really the answer and I like that storyline I like him learning that people talk about like oh this is a really dark and gritty movie I mean it's it certainly is compared to like Tim Burton or Adam West but it's not like dour like the fucking Zack Snyder movies are, there is actual like heart and humor in this Batman movie. It's just not the quip quip Joss Whedon Marvel shit where everybody always has a really smart aleck line. It's drier, but I thought it was fucking funny in a lot of parts. The fucking like basically everything the penguin does is goddamn hilarious. I I really liked all of it. I love Zoe Kravitz. Can we... Gee, can we talk? Jesus Christ. When she is in that, like, red bob wig. And chewing that gum. It is whew, one of the most attractive things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Holy shit. 
like I knew, like look, I have eyes. I knew she was a gorgeous woman, but when she's like walking into the club with the red wig on, I'm like, I I can't be in public while I'm watching this. The way that she walks too <gasps> is magnificent. Her chemistry with Pence in his right on. <clears throat> Like their their first fight scene together is super sexy. They're both just oh. so sexy, and it fits. It's not like forced. It's not the the and the fucking her story is great. The mm-hmm. I got to admit, I did not see the I did not see the reveal coming that Falcone is her dad. I thought that was a great little twist. John Turturro as Falcone, awesome. I he's such a fucking weasel. I love that guy so much. He's so fucking good, and he is great in this movie. The whole every, every bad guy's good in it. Colin Farrell as Penguin. Look, we talked last week or the week before about the whole Elvis movie and Tom Hanks in a fat suit and how we should not be doing fat suits anymore because they're bad. There's no reason for Colin Farrell to be in a fat. I know he's playing Penguin. If you want Colin Farrell, just do a fucking skinny Penguin. Don't do fat suits anymore. That said, he's fucking awesome as the Penguin. I love him. I Colin Farrell, one of my favorite actors. He's just, he's incredible. Uh, he's somebody who kind of got fucked over for a while in his career because he looks like a heartthrob, but he is a weirdo character actor like Steve Buscemi. And so when he gets to do weirdo, he just like when he got, he he just talked about this, like when Hollywood was trying to make him a romantic lead, it wasn't what he wanted to be doing. He had a huge fucking alcohol problem and he got sober and he just started to do the roles that he wanted to do instead. And I, I really hope the HBO Max Penguin show comes to, comes to be because they talked about doing this. I hope it, you know, shows fall apart all the time. But if I can watch him every week, oh, fuck yeah. The scene when Gordon and Batman have him tied up. And he's just like, what the fuck are you talking about, you fucking idiots? And when he berates them because they didn't realize that the Spanish was fucked up. So funny. Everything just fit really yeah. well with the casting. I loved Gordon too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, uh, slightly problematic <clears throat> person, owns a gold mine. Don't love him, but super good actor. Oh, yeah, yeah, not good, not good. Uh, super good actor, funny Gordon. I like, I just like the the kind of schlubby, tired Gordon. I like Gordon before he's commissioner, you know. So he he's not, he can't quite be in charge. He's got to answer to people. Um, Andy Serkis is great as Alfred. I did, I did. Yeah, I, I, I cried a little bit when when uh, when when Bruce is at his bedside and he takes his hand. I'm a sucker for any sort of dad shit, and that's some premium dad shit right there. Yeah, I was won over the second time I saw it because at first I'm like, ah, he's an okay. Alfred, but that scene together with them was really lovely. It is lovely because that scene earlier when Bruce is like, you're not my dad. I'm like, fuck you, Bruce Wayne. This is the guy who 
fucking raised you after your parents were murdered, you stupid, spoiled piece of shit. I was so mad at that line. It's such a mean thing to say to him. And he looks so sad when he hears it. But I'm up for it. Yeah, we're also talking about the same person who, you know, he walks downstairs and Alfred's like already working on the puzzle <gasps> yes. and then they're working on it together like that jump scene of them working on it together like i thought that was like so lovely like i loved that like seeing how focused um pattinson was and when he put on those like sunglasses yeah. or those old glasses that he had i was like and i don't think i've ever been sexually attracted <laughs> to someone putting on sunglasses before but here we I are like that we're seeing because it's riddler we get more detective batman and i like that i like detective batman I like him trying to figure shit out rather than just punching people. Don't get me wrong. I love seeing him punch people. Robert Pattinson, good at punching people. The fight scenes in this movie, pretty great. Because he takes some serious fucking shit in this movie. Yeah, he goes through a lot. When he's doing the, the skydive and then he fucking crashes, I lost my shit. It was so funny. I love that not all heroes are perfect yeah. Yeah. and here you have batman totally eat shit i love that i love normalizing superheroes because that's totally relatable like if i had to be in that suit i'd do the same fucking thing yeah i uh, i so going into this like riddler is my favorite batman villain of all time i fucking love riddler um so I was very unsure of this kind of Zodiac killer, no green suit with question marks, Riddler. And I don't I don't quite know how to say this other than I'm still not entirely sure I like it as a version of the Riddler. But just as a Batman villain, I think it's awesome. And Paul Dano is fucking unhinged. Yeah. It is a bananas performance. He's a really good actor. Like yeah. that scene when he's in the jail and when he's, you know, screaming and crying. And then, like, that's insane. Yeah. And that's so believable and so haunting and so freaky. Um, and Batman, it, it, it was almost like I've been seeing the memes how, like, it's like people think it's comical that he was like, you're a failure, you're a dialogue, or whatever he said to him. But I think it was, like, really convincing. Like, you know, Bruce just got so fucking done with this shit. And, of course, like, he's going nuts. And, again, like, that's so relatable. Like, I'm loving these different things that we're getting from Batman. But I got to be real with, with you. I think this is, like, the first Batman that I've, like, sat through. Um, I've never – I mean, I've seen the Batmans. Um, but like snippets of them. I don't think I've ever seen the dark Knight. Oh, wow. So this was like my first Batman. Oh, that's cool. I and think that's a pretty decent first Batman. Yeah. I think so. Like growing up with Twilight and Robert Pattinson, I've always really liked Robert Pattinson. Um, I loved him in Tenet. Sorry, King Tom. I really loved him in Tenet. I thought he was fantastic. So hearing that he was going to be Batman, I was so happy for him. And seeing how well he did and knowing that this is his future is being Batman. I'm, I'm stoked for Pattinson. I love how all his interviews are just him like fucking with people. Like he mm -hmm. just like 
I think Twilight was such a bad experience in terms of both like he didn't like those movies and also like the all the fandom bullshit and all the all the shit that he took for like daring to be in a movie that was aimed at teenage girls that mm-hmm. dude has a serious ship on his shoulder but handles it with humor and anytime I read an interview with him I'm like I have no idea if he is just a crazy Hollywood dude or making fun of everybody by pretending to be a crazy Hollywood dude. And either way, I am here for it. He is awesome. He's awesome. I love that he's like kind of emo and kind of like you see the shit that he goes through. I feel like, you know, from the snippets I saw of, you know, Christopher Nolan's Bruce Wayne, um, <clears throat> even though that was played by Bale. Um, Christian Bale, um, he just seemed like some entitled asshole, and so did um, so did Ben Affleck. And I feel like yes, there's some entitlement here with Robert Pattinson, but like he's learning, and I think that's so important yeah. to see. I also that. love that he's basically living in the haunted mansion. Like we, I've never seen a Wayne Manor like this before. That it's in such disrepair. What are you doing, Alfred? It's just so gaudy and just. But it's like a ruins. Like, it looks like it's dusty. It's, it's a ruins. yeah. It's weird. It's very strange. Well, it's like a bat. <laughs> like he likes to live in ruins because he's a bat, and he's it, like I loved. I loved the weird emo poetry in the beginning too. You know that I'm nocturnal and I have to write down my thoughts. <laughs> That's me. I write down my thoughts too. Wow. Uh, I. I was relieved to hear because there is like the, I mean, I mean, thank fuck not a stinger scene. It's just the end of the movie when we see Joker talking to uh, Riddler in Arkham. And I love the fact that it's this very cartoon, like we don't see him full on, but it's a very cartoonish looking Joker. Like he has like a deformed face and everything that looks very much like he does in some of the comics and the cartoons. But Matt Reeves has said, and I hope this is not him being like giving bullshit i hope this is true which is he has no interest in doing a joker movie that's just he thought that was an interesting thing to put in the movie his next movie is not going to be the joker thank because we just we don't need look i get it he's a fantastic villain we don't need another joker for like 20 years we don't need another joker i mean no i'm done we've had like five i mean first of all you're never i don't think you're ever actually going to talk Heath Ledger. but then we have the terrible fucking What's his name? Jared Leto. Yeah. And I am as good as an actor as in. I also fucking Phoenix, not a good dude. Um, So, yeah. We just don't need Joker for a while. I'd much rather see just Penguin, more with Penguin. I mean, maybe not because I don't know what they're going to do with his TV show. But if you do full on Penguin as the now has come to to rule the crime world i'd do that i think as good as aaron eckhart is in the nolan movies give me a two-face in the world that matt reeves has created i do think you're kind of limited in that you can't do any i don't think you can do anybody with powers this is not this is not a world with superpowers so I don't, I don't, as much as I would like to see what Matt Reeves' Poison Ivy looks like, 
I don't, I don't think you can do poison ivy. So you got to do more of like the crime lord people. So give me, give me more Colin Farrow's penguin. Give me a two face. Or give me Court of Owls. Just give me, give me some gritty, grimy crime shit. And I'll be happy. But please, please, please don't be lying about not doing the Joker. Yeah, I, I don't think that he's lying. I think that he's going to stick to his word. Because why do another... Because, I mean, the same with Batman. Like, there was, there's been so many yeah. Batmen. Like, there's... It's plural. It's fucking plural now. Yeah, so just do a different story. And, and, and at this point, Joker's already in Arkham. I'm, my assumption is that's how Batman and Gordon know each other. Is because they put Joker in jail together. And I'm perfectly happy with just thinking that in my head and never having to see it on screen. But yeah, The Batman, good movie. like The Batman. I'll see The Batman again when it comes out on HBO Max. Yeah, I really liked it too. I'll be forever fantasizing about uh, Robert Pattinson again. Thank you. There you go. There you go. Also, the score is good. A lot of cool classical music that uh, Michael Giancino wherever you pronounce that guy's name, never going to learn it. Sorry. Uh, that, that he does. Uh, and also some super good use of Nirvana as was in the trailer, but is in the movie a couple times. And it's just like pitch perfect. Love it. And obviously next movie, Catwoman needs to come back. Please God. Because just, fuck it. Just give me a full on like sex scene between those two. That You don't even have to do the rest of the movie. Yeah, this movie was three hours. Batman 2 can be five minutes, and it's just Catwoman and Batman having sex, and I'm happy. I'll give you my monies, all of my monies. I agree. I think it was a wonderful film, and I think that seeing them have sex will be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else to talk about? I don't think we have anything else to talk about, do we? No, I, I think that's it for this week before the the entries start yeah so uh obviously uh check out amadella helps on twitter that's the amadella initiative all the money is going to equality texas um Brittany, where can people find you on the old internet you can find me on twitter and instagram as kento brit i am on twitter and instagram at emily lind the podcast is at CantoBitePod. You can email us, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. We promise we will eventually get to your email. <sighs> Sorry, Rebecca. And again, donate to the Amadella Initiative or donate directly to Equality Texas if you want. Either way works. Uh, and send us a DM or an email with your receipt and Brittany will read some highly melodramatic teenage shenanigans. Can't wait. Awesome. Alright, other than that, I guess we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go. It's time to serenade my girl Lindo. Sorry, the ladies, where I had to say no, but if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto. No shame in the game, make even Rogue One seem tame. But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main. Yeah, that's fire. Love on the rocks, leaves the love on my socks. 
Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked, especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Can't go bite, episode 100. Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time. I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes. My top three running through my head, you know. So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo. My girls E and D deserve congratulations. Our adulation for the weekly creation. My last celebration was all about them, but this time I gotta drop lines for our friends. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches. This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches. Start off with my Aussies, Catherine's a sweet one. I cash into lunch with Canto bitch number one. Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes. The kind of ice cream that made him show me his old face. Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brew. Fish tacos and San Fran, you know we approve. Rebecca from Perth, I haven't met you yet. Last shout to Fruchy dude, I didn't forget. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches. This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches. Rabia and Adele often email the show. I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso. Jesse McGee busted a rap for me. Met her and Horse B at Scum and Villainy. King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers. Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata. Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Rosh too. You know the list ain't complete without Lesson Boo. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Take your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric. Holy shit.